It's Motivated Mondays with Chantel. Hello, hello. So today's topic is doing the most. It's been on my mind now for a little over a week and I I wasn't going to talk about it, but then it came back around and I figured, all right, all right, so this is the message. So we're going to get right into it. Being me, I feel like, has always been really different. I don't think that I was always very understood growing up. I don't think that I was understood even in, I still don't think I'm understood, honestly, uh, just to be honest. Um, Very rarely do I show a lot of emotion now. Um, I seem to be emotionally in check almost. But there was a time when that was not the case. Um... I have really worked hard to get to this place where I I just don't show an abundant amount of emotion. Um, but when I do, you know, it is warranted and worthy of whatever emotion is given. So the reasoning behind that. I used to be extremely emotional and sensitive. Almost anything would hurt my feelings and I would soak about it. I did this because I worried more about how people perceive me than how I perceived myself. And this can be really crippling, you know. Uh, it certainly shapes you for the future if you allow it to. Um, except in my case, this switch occurred. And the switch happened when I was mm, probably in my mid-20s, I would say. Uh, I think that going through a few things in my early 20s, it really uh, molded and shaped who I am today. It it definitely required me to grow up, become more mature, uh, a little wiser. Uh, I think that, uh, ironically, I I have a friend uh, from high school who said that I was always wise beyond my years. And I think... I think that in knowing me throughout the years, you kind of saw that it was there. You kind of knew that I was a little bit different, (laughs) but I don't think that I realized that per se until now. I don't think that it was something that was readily apparent in my eyes literally until now that I'm a little different. I'm not quite like most of my peers and that's okay I mean you know we're different and everyone should be different but when I went through this switch what happened was that I battled with anxiety and depression and somehow came out on the other side okay Um, that doesn't mean that I won't deal with it in the future but I do think that I have learned how to cope with it. Um, And that's partly due to therapy. That's partly due to uh, being more expressive and talking about whatever's going on in my world and not just holding it in. You have to be open and honest and know that there is help out there for whatever's going on. So through therapy and through um, just learning more about myself and self-expression and I began to truly feel my feelings and not simply 
you know, tuck them away or not reacting to whatever the first emotion was that I felt because emotionally I, as, as stable as people may think that I was, um, like I said, I was very sensitive. And so if something made me angry and that was the emotion that I felt, I displayed it. Um, you know, I wasn't out here flipping tables and I wasn't out here, you know, you know, popping off at the mouth or whatever, but you know, my anger would come out and I, I would have, you know, outbursts and I would have, uh, and that was partly because I would lock it away for so long that when it finally came out, it was just kind of ugly. <laughs> Uh, the same thing with sadness, you know, you lock it away for so long that when it finally comes out, you're just a bucket of tears and people are out here like, well, it wasn't that bad. Like, why are you crying so hard? And you're just like, I don't know. But regardless, once I began to feel the full range of my emotions and allowing them, you know, to be felt and not just acknowledging that, you know, I feel this way and tucking it away. I began to explore my emotions and understand them more. And I don't know, now I just barely show any type of emotion on my face. You just never know what I'm thinking. So, why is this ironic? Okay, so over the last like a week or so, I mentioned that this topic, doing the most or doing too much, kind of popped up more than one time and it did and at first like I said I wasn't going to talk about it but then because it came up again I said all right you need to talk about it um I've been told by more than one person in the last week or so that I was either doing too much or doing the most and this is it's a really triggering statement for me and and it left me feeling very uncomfortable and very unhappy at first, at first. It took me back to a time when I would have over-examined everything that I did simply because one person's idea of me was that I was being too much. You know, like imagine that. Imagine giving someone the power to tell you that you're being too much. By whose definition, you know? So many of us worry about not being enough. And someone was telling me that I was too much. Too much for who? Not me. It was triggering because I was in a relationship years ago where I tried so hard to make things work. And I would often get told that I was doing too much. And let me clarify that this would more so happen, not while we were together, because we had like this on and off thing. And when we were off and I would go about my merry little business and, you know, decide, okay, I'm just not going to pursue this anymore. This isn't working. Then it would, you know, come up because then my my ex would come around and want to know why I wasn't trying or you know like would try to work it out but as soon as I would put forth some sort of effort then it would be I'm doing too much and then when I would leave and decide I'm not going to try anymore then it was you didn't fight for me you didn't you didn't you didn't try 
it was a very toxic situation. Um, and I'm not going to play victim and act like, you know, this was a one-sided thing because it wasn't, you know, when we're young, uh, we, we both, we all have toxic traits and I definitely had some and, you know, mine occurred more so during the relationship, I feel like, but after it was over, you know, you start to gain some clarity and you're just like, why do we keep doing this back and forth thing if it's not going anywhere? <sighs> Thank God for growth, right? But, um, it was triggering, like I said. Um, it was triggering to be told that I was doing the most and we're going to touch on that. But first, let me finish telling you about doing too much. So this went on for years, you know, with this relationship, this on and off relationship where I was doing too much, not doing enough, blah, 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 blah. And then I got to this point where I was like, I'm tired (laughs) and I just didn't want to try anymore. I didn't want to be told that I was doing too much. And it would seem like every time we would reconnect, somehow I was doing too much, even if you know, we were both reminiscing, even if we were both, you know, having a great conversation, but if it made the other one uncomfortable in some way, shape or form, then suddenly I was doing too much. It was my fault. It always had to be my fault, you know? So it would make me feel small and I would reduce myself and I, I would get to this point where I would just sink into this hole and just not ask for basic things. Uh, so when this came up that I was doing too much once again here in 2019, uh, you know, we don't talk very often. You know, we, we rarely communicate. But when we do, you know, it's OK, especially now because I'm different. <laughs> but we we were having this very normal conversation and we were texting and then suddenly I get this call. I wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting a call. And I was like, oh, I'm busy right now. You know, do you mind if I call you back later? And that turned into apparently I was doing too much and I, you know, basically, I, I don't know. It was more like, if, if I wasn't going to be readily available at that moment, there was no point in me calling. Uh, and the old me would have like sunken into this place and been like, wait, no, like, w- well, let's try. Like, you know, like I can call you in like two minutes or, you know, something stupid. But now I'm not that person, you know, like I'm legitimately busy. I don't have time to be concerned about whether you want to talk or not or when we should talk or or if we should talk at all. I'm sorry. Uh, And it's not that I don't care. You know, I certainly do, but I'm not going to bend over backwards anymore. That's just not who I am. Um, But it still felt triggering. Like after all these years, you know, that statement, that phrase can still come into play and it can still have an effect, you know? So ironically, a few days later, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about, like, I was telling, I was telling her, I was like, you know, uh, I was telling her like, oh, I might want to go on this little picnic date. (laughs) And the idea came because, you know, I'm always watching like Ina Garten 
the Barefoot Contessa, <laughs> and I'm always watching the Farmhouse Lady on Food Network, and she was, she did like these brisket sandwiches, and I was like, oh snap, like that is such a good date idea, to do a picnic with little brisket sandwiches stuff, like ooh, and I'm, I have like this homemaker mentality, so if I were going to go out with somebody, and we were going to go on a picnic, I would certainly do something like that. I would definitely get all the little cute stuff together. I would cook everything and I would, you know, assemble it all nice and cute. And then we would go on our little date and have a great day. Well, when I told this to my friend, my friend was like, wow, you're doing the most. And oh boy, did I feel triggered <laughs> because... I didn't get how that was doing the most. Like naturally, if you care about someone and you want to show them that you care, why wouldn't you do cute little stuff like that? I, I'm the type of person who, who I, I don't feel that it's weird to do something from the heart, um, to do something like to totally like to make the food for your date. Or I don't think it's weird to go above and beyond to show somebody that you care. Because I think that in a way, a lot of us have gotten really used to bare minimum. We've gotten used to these really cliche things where there's not a lot of effort put into it. Like, yeah, I can take you to dinner. We can go to a restaurant. But, mm, like... How personal is that? Like, I like to be as personable as possible and give as many little fine details as I can um, because I want you to know that I designed this just for you. Like, I I, I didn't take you to, you know, Olive Garden or, or uh, whatever. I can't really think of any restaurants. I don't eat out that much. But point is, I didn't take you to out to eat to a restaurant you know where we're surrounded by other people I designed this meal just for you and we're gonna go have a picnic and this is gonna be all about you and me <laughs> and that's just the way that I am I'm very I'm a very intense person so whenever I care about someone I'm, I'm very emotionally intense and um you know I'll talk about that later <laughs> but in another podcast but when she said that I was doing the most, she did acknowledge that, you know, like it was very thoughtful. And she did say that it, uh, she applauded my efforts. However, it didn't change the fact that she said I was doing the most. And even what in, in whatever context she meant it, it still felt to me like, like she was saying I was too much. Um, like I was doing too much and, you know, that's not her fault. You know, she can't, she can't help what I went through in a past relationship. However, to me, I feel like people say that without thinking, but at the same time, I really do think they say it because they can't see the magnitude of who you are. Like they don't really know who you are to begin with. To understand why whatever you're doing makes total sense. Um, So 
So I stopped being sensitive because someone felt that I was too much for what their eyes could perceive. Um, and I had to do that because if I did it, I would literally be who I was five years ago or however long ago, whenever I couldn't get a grasp on how important it was to just feel your emotions and to be okay with your emotions and to know that being emotionally intense is not a bad thing. I had to channel my emotions into poetry. Um, I had to channel it into so many things because I realized that sharing my emotions with other people, a lot of times they didn't understand me. A lot of times they just didn't get why I felt the way I felt. Um, and I had to turn it into something kind of beautiful for them to really get it. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, like it paid off for me big time, <laughs> but I just, I just think it's in, it's interesting how people do that. You know, I, like I said uh, earlier, you know, when someone says you're doing too much, too much for who? Not me. Um, and you have to kind of run with that. You're like, if it's not too much for you, but it's too, if it's not too much for you, the person who is doing whatever it is, but it's too much for the other person who is perceiving you, then perhaps they just don't need to be around like that. Sometimes people got to be some timey. You can't have them around for everything because they don't completely understand what you're trying to do in this world, even if it's just as simple as a picnic. Um, it's very trivial to reduce yourself simply because you are more than what a person may be used to. You are more than whatever they have experienced. Uh, a person's experience may be limited, but that doesn't mean that you have to be made to feel small in the process of them not understanding who you are. I decided that I am an experience that is simply too great for some. I mean great in size, not great as in good or lovely or anything like that. This is beyond knowing your worth. It is about realizing that being too much is more than okay as long as your muchness resolves or, I mean, revolves around good things and goodness. Being too much is fine because the reality is you will never be too much for those who are open and willing to receive everything that you have to offer. I said it once and I'll say it again. I don't mind pouring more of me into someone who may not understand, but they are ready to receive me. And this goes back to the podcast, not from concentrate when I talked about capacity and I talked about having people around you who may not be as full as you, they might not be on the same level as you volume wise, but they have the capacity to hold the same amount as you. And, you know, like I said before, I used to get so, so emotional and so upset because I didn't understand how I was doing too much or how I was doing the most. And then I realized that these people, they haven't experienced things the way I have. They don't have the same capacity that I have. And that goes for so much. That goes for success. 
that goes for love, that goes for happiness. Uh, one of the things that I, one of the most common themes I realized is that I had a whole lot more joy and happiness in my life uh, growing up. And I just have a capacity for goodness to be poured into me. And then I realize that I keep running into these broken individuals. Um, and, you know, they say that you tend to be attracted or, you you know, you bring in whatever you are. And broken is not something that I resonate with. So whenever I realize that someone is broken now, it's hard for me to really want to keep them around. And it's unfortunate because, you know, these are great people. These are dope people. But at the same time, we don't vibrate on the same level. I can't. I don't know how to keep you in my life uh, without somehow feeling like I'm being dragged down. Uh, and and that's un- like I said, it's unfortunate. But when I think about that, I think about some of the people that I have encountered. And there there's just so much sadness there. Uh, whether they like to acknowledge it or not, you know, I know some that who fully acknowledge their sadness uh and it's overwhelming almost to to know that a person could be that sad and could be that hurt and um you know they still somehow find a way to function and then there are people who are completely broken it's very clear to me and they just don't acknowledge it whatsoever they'd rather throw themselves into their work they'd rather throw themselves into their business whatever it is but it's hard for me to ignore that. Like I don't, I, you know, another triggering statement for me is I don't want to talk about it or, um, don't worry about me. You know, those are two statements that I can't handle because if I have come to you with a concern and you say, don't worry about me, there's a good chance I won't be talking to you much longer. You said, don't worry about me. So I won't, I won't invest that type of energy anymore. Uh, because if there's anything I've learned, if you've expressed care to someone and they don't want to receive the message, they're not going to receive it. And that's just that. And the other, I don't want to talk about it. That, that might be the most triggering thing ever. Like if you tell me you don't want to talk about it, there's a good chance that I won't talk to you about anything at all because, I'm, I don't, I don't want to try to penetrate your walls. I don't want to try to get through these guards that you have put up because it's not my job to try to get through them. You know, like if you want to let me in, you know, you will, uh, but I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to dig my way in there. I'm not going to, to scratch and claw to try to get to some sort of understanding with people that are not ready for it. So it's all about capacity. It's all about perception. It's all about willingness to be in a space that may make you uncomfortable, but ready to receive much, much more than you could have ever imagined. Maybe that's the issue that we all have here. So many of us that are not necessarily in that space, we keep trying to show 
our immense goals and and life uh, aspirations to people that have only experienced minuscule things. They're never going to get it. Thanks for listening.